Hey, this is Bros Watch PLL2. I'm Benji. With me is Marco. Hello. And today we're talking about S2E14 of Pretty Little Liars. Let me read the title to get this correct. Through many dangers, toils, and snares. We are going back to the future with this episode. Yeah, after that prequel episode, we're back in the kind of present day for the show. Which is one month later, one month after they were busted for possessing a shovel. Mm-hmm. So we open up with uh, some like random like young girls jump roping and seeing some rhyme about Pretty Little Liars that I didn't write down. It's creepy though. It's creepy yeah. slow mo. Yeah. And then uh, we get cut to kind of like a wooded area. One month later, title card, and all the liars are like wearing the orange jumpsuits on the side of a road somewhere, picking up trash as part of a work crew. And looking hot. I mean, is this, is it summertime? Like, are they going after school to do this? I don't know. It's one month later. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I would estimate that it's probably around, like, March or April on the show, just if I was going to guess. Because they go to school. Yeah, they have classes in this episode, so I guess I, they I just guess had to go after school. Like... Or maybe like spring break falls in here. Could be, yeah. Um, but and the girls look okay in their jumpsuits. Arya, she's working it because she is tiny, so she can wear a tiny jumpsuit. The like Spencer's really tall, so she gets like a big jumpsuit that isn't super flattering. You know, these girls look good. These girls are looking hot and orange. Um, Arya's working it the best, and she has a ponytail. She's Arya. Mm-hmm. Arya would not allow the other three upstage her in ugly fashion mm. ugly fashion is kind of her thing <laughs> that's true um then we find out from some of the other uh bitchy chicks on like their uh their road crew those are like the the, the, the real hardcore chicks who've got like six months of uh community service the, the liars are, are apparently almost done with theirs these are the girls who were like the hardcore kleptomaniacs who also may have like fucked their dads and killed their dads yeah mm-hmm. um we find out from them that because of Spencer's mom, these girls got community service for tampering with evidence. Yeah, the cops suspect that they, you know, killed Alice and they can't prove it. Can't prove the murder, so they plea so, bargained. Because you know she has street cred of being a lesbian of different ethnicity. Emily stands up to these bitches, but Spencer then snaps at her, and there's trouble in doppelgangland. Yeah, there. Spencer and Emily are getting into it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Emily wants to make a deal with A, but the other liars disagree, especially Spencer. Spencer well, Spencer will not hear it. Spencer shoots it down, and then she shoots it down with, that's final. Mm-hmm. And Emily's like, well, you know, like, your mom's a lawyer, like, you'll be fine. You'd sell us out if you needed to, if, like, that charge comes back on the murder, you know? Yeah. And Emily charges at her, and her well, and Spencer... Get oh, she, she charges at, at Spencer after Spencer throws a bag of trash at her and, like, yeah, covers oh, her yeah. in, like, weird, like, like nasty, like, white shit. Like, who knows what that is? Like, old yogurt or something. Yeah. And I like how after she does that, Emily charges and Spencer just, like, starts running away. <laughs> yeah. What well, first? At first. At first, yeah. Yeah, they're tussling, and, you know, thus all my slash friction begins. I was really trying to look to see which one of them did the move where they, like, knocked the other's leg out from underneath them to, like, take them down on the ground. I think it was Emily. I'm not sure. But eventually they they get broken up. But then Spencer, because she's Spencer, still goes, like, charging back at Emily and has to be restrained again. Well, as we said in the previous episode, Emily is possibly the bravest. But Spencer cannot back down from a challenge. It's Mm -hmm. physically impossible. But, uh... I'd like to start a rumor that the girls uh, reenact the entire brawl from They Live, but oh, yeah. I can't, again, that'd be awesome. But um, there's one point where when Spencer's charging back at Emily because she has to, it's part of her, her birthright, um, Arya steps in for a moment like she's going to stop Spencer, and then mm-hmm. she's like, no, <laughs> just have it, just take she, it. She saw the look in Spencer's eyes. Yeah. Well, Spencer is moving so fast. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's 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 covering some ground. I guess it's all that like field hockey, you know. Goddamn. But yeah, um, the cops have to step in to keep these girls off each other, and it is erotic. And then we cut to Officer Garrett Reynolds. He's like in an in a patrol car, and he's just watching the situation, eating some M and M's, and just being very smug. 
he's wearing these pilot sunglasses like an asshole. And he is, he's not just like eating his M&Ms. He's fucking creepily like, he'll eat them and then he'll just like lick his fingers. Mm-hmm. Like he just finger blasted these M&Ms too. Um, this dude has a full on like girl fight boner. Yeah, he's, he's really enjoying watching the liars suffer. Yeah. Yeah. This is uh, Rosewood's finest right here. Mm-hmm. No crimes that day. All right, let's talk about Arya. God, yes, please. Uh, Arya and a Mike. Big Arya episode. Yeah, Arya and Mike are walking and talking down the street, and she's asking how he likes his new therapist. He says he's on meds because he says they dialed back his meds. So I guess Byron won that fight. Well, and this is uh, this is not his first therapist. Mm-hmm. This one's okay. He's old, but he's not a jerk. He doesn't make that listening sound like the previous therapist. And his parents are starting to chill out again and not look at him like he's weird and. It's like a bobblehead. And Arya so, says that she always pictured her brother as a cute werewolf type. So, of course, they run into Ezra, who's coming out of a shop. Uh, Fitz walks out of a shop, and it's like, oh, hello, Mike and Arya. It's yeah. it's pr- super awkward, and like, there's like some BS conversation about like a book that, that Arya borrowed from Fitz that she needs to return. Well, hold on, so... At first, he's just like, I haven't seen you in a while. And she's just like, well, yeah, I've been busy, so I don't, you know, get to Hollis that much anymore. And like, th- that's how kind of like how the tone, it just kind of mm. like up and down because they're trying to like feel their way through it. And she starts talking about like this book of essays and it's pretty rare and she's pretty sure he'll want it back. And he gives her this momentary look like, like, bitch, what the fuck? You're talking about my heart? You're talking about mm. a book of essays here? And then it quickly becomes this book of essays as a metaphor for their love. Well, and then Arya's like, hey, Mike, can you go throw away this coffee cup and that trash can several yards away? Yeah. And he's like, uh, right. <laughs> but yeah, so the book of essays, there's no rush in returning it. He just wants to know that she has the book. And she's like, I really like the writing in the book. <laughs> and he's like, ooh, thank God. But then as soon as uh, she gets rid of Mike there for a couple seconds, she said she had to break off contact, basically, because there's too much heat. Um, her mom has too many suspicions about Spencer. Obviously, like, he had an encounter with Ella at the police station two episodes ago. And, mm-hmm. and all the shit going down with Arya and, you know, criminal uh, proceedings and whatnot. Like, that, and, and the Jackie Molina situation. They had, they had to back off. Well... Ezra's such a jerk, though, because at one point, she's just like, how are you feeling? And he's just like, numb. But uh, they actually include a shot where Mike is over at the trash can, like, about to throw the cup away. And he's just like, wait a minute. <laughs> Why did I have to throw the cup away? And he like, looks back over at them. And it's just like, Mike, I didn't think you were that dumb that you actually <laughs> walked to the trash can before you realized that something was going on here. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so... So uh, then Mike comes back and says that to, like in that conversation. Later on, there's a scene with uh, Hannah and Arya together at school where Arya says that uh, she's basically broken up with Fitz because, mm-hmm. because of the heat and because Jackie Molina is like lurking. She never knows like when she could pop up. And you, like, get the, you get the impression that Ezra doesn't know this. No, no. <laughs> but seemingly Arya probably just like stopped taking his calls. And that, yeah. that's, that's where he is in the situation. Yeah. Um, uh, and I found it interesting that while Spencer and Emily are uh, like at odds right now, the doppelgangers, Hannah and Arya are like connected at the hip now. Like they're walking around. Arya has like her arm in Hannah's arm. Like <laughs> I really like how they're like totally simpatico with each other. Yeah. Um, well, because this is, uh, this is an episode. This episode is just like another notch in the belt of your theory. Mm-hmm. Like, there's trouble in Doppelgangland on one half of the equation. The other half of the equation, they're much more simpatico because um, Hannah, yeah, re- is really giving Arya like a pass and all this stuff. Well, they're you know? they're literally walking around like arm in arm, like pulling each other around with you know. Well, but I mean, Hannah's just like, hey, babe, you had to do all this stuff. You just had to. It's all right. You know, mm-hmm. don't don't, be, don't beat yourself up. And Arya's just like, me beat myself up? Are you serious? <laughs> and then so at one point they're talking about Jackie Melina, and I love the. And I was just like, what has he ever seen in her anyways? And Arya's like, I have no idea. <laughs> and then they decide that right now they just need to do like Spencer said. You slay one dragon at a time. 
Harry's like, I have no idea what he saw in her. She's a vindictive sociopath. I just don't see it at all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, cut to, uh, Hollis College where mm. Byron and Fitz are like broing down about Henry James. And, and the first line is Byron is in Ezra's office and he's just like, I just want to talk about architecture in context. <laughs> well, and Byron, uh, he throws out the idea, like, Fitz is like, oh, I just love it to get people to read Henry James. And Byron's like, well, we should combine classes. And to me, I just wrote down in parentheses, touch penises. I literally, I'm, I'm tempted to take a screen cap of my notes because it literally says, anything that gets people to read Henry James is fine by me. Let's make our dicks touch. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they are they are broing down like some serious professor bros. Professor bros? Can we pitch a sitcom? Professor bros? I think it's professor bros. Professor bros sounds dumb. Yeah, well, these guys sound dumb. Um, yeah, Byron winces when his phone goes off because he now has judges and lawyers on speed dial. And those are like, oh, this is an opportunity to find out more info about your daughter. Well, and Byron's just complaining about like all the shit he's getting from other people about you know like the judgmental looks and whatnot uh like that's that's the hard part of this for him you know yeah for him his, his reputation yeah yeah. Mm. yeah and well, and Ezra's like well from what i know of Arya, you know just strictly speaking as her teacher who only yeah. saw her in class uh didn't seem like she would be the type of person to to, to hurt anyone or murder yeah, well, nobody mm. ever sets out to hurt anybody they yeah. say. so um, byron's yeah. like hey you know what bro we need to like have that finish that dinner and that scotch and that scotch. So Ezra's invited over for dinner again. <laughs> Actually, I feel like the sitcom wouldn't be called Professor Bros. It would just be called Scotch. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by Men and Arrested Development. Yeah. Um, so the next day, Arya is dropping off a book at Ezra's office while he's out, and she's nervous about some kind of note that she's leaving in it. And then Jackie fucking Molina sidles up to her and asks her what she's doing there. Gets caught, and, and Jackie Molina is just like, "Maybe I wasn't clear. I will like burn your house to the ground." Yeah, I'll, I'll t- well, tell all about Ezra. She has a great line that she throws at Arya here. This is your game. You pick the rules. Mm-hmm. Well, and then. Arya's just like, oh, it's just, you know, dropping off this book. I wasn't doing anything. And Jackie Molina, like, grabs a note out of her hand. And, like, Jackie Molina is, like, at least six inches taller than Arya. Yeah. And so Arya can't, like, she, she like, reaches for the note but can't, you know. <laughs> like, Jackie just, like, holds it over her head. <laughs> I wanted to see the scene where Jackie Molina has her hand on Arya's forehead while Arya swings to no avail. <laughs> yeah. And so they're, you know, having a little a bitch off here because Jackie Molina is just purely evil now. But then Fitz walks in. I, I like that. I'm so sorry, I don't interrupt. But I like that, like, it's something that the show has obviously done to our brains where I think a lot of cases our notes are, are similar because I literally just wrote bitch off. <laughs> and if I could have underlined it, I would have. Yeah. So Fitz walks in and kind of basically immediately like a lot of things snap into place. Like he realizes that like there's some, cause he, he caught a little bit of that conversation. So he sees that like Jackie's essentially like blackmailing Arya and that's why their relationship had to, to suddenly end when it did. Mm-hmm. Um, so cut to a little bit later. Jackie's presumably been told to fuck off. Um, and Arya's just talking to Ezra about the situation. Well, presumably she's told him everything now. Yeah. I love, she has this line where she says, before Jackie, I don't think I understood how, in a long pause, how dangerous it was, what we were doing. I feel like that long pause was her contemplating having to kill Jackie Molina to uh, fix the situation. Well, you know what? I sincerely hope so, because at first, at first I thought, Maybe she was in town about A, but no, not really. Because she seems very sincere in the scene, wouldn't you agree? Mm-hmm. And this is what, f- which makes you have to love and hate Arya in equal measure, is that how the hell was it took you this long to realize how dangerous Well, when she is. says dangerous it was, I really feel like she's thinking about how she's going to need to murder Jackie. Yeah. yeah. How dangerous it was for Jackie Molina, what we're doing. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> Um, so Ezra mentions that he wanted to actually tell Ella what was up with them at the police station that night a month ago, but that 
he he just couldn't because of yeah. the look in his face. He folded, uh, and he he admits it. Um, Arya basically says she broke it off because she was afraid for Ezra. And I so, want Ezra to be like, "Have we been broken up?" <laughs> oh, is I that we didn't talk to me for a month? Okay. I've just been drinking scotch and masturbating a lot, like usual. Um, yeah, Ezra says basically that he's not going to let Jackie stop them, um, which is him trying to get tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and then he's like, well, there's something we need to do. And I wrote bone in my notes, but no. But no, that's not what they need to do, because the next time we catch up with this group, we've got Arya sitting on like the arm of the couch, Ella and Byron on the couch, and Fitz standing in front of them. Well, what I think is funny is that uh, this is presumably, again, the same afternoon, per the dialogue. Mm-hmm. Earlier in this scene, Ezra's just wearing like a t-shirt and jeans. Now he's he's dressed up in his like fancy hipster professor outfit, like <laughs> he, a nice shirt and a tie. He leads off with by just saying, I wanted to clarify something. <laughs> 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 uh, basically, something, 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 I'm in love with your daughter. And I like how Ellen Byron is like speechless, aghast, like mouth agape. Record scratch, uh, yeah. Ella Byron's- has to do the thing where she kind of like reaches over, grabbing for Byron's arm, like <laughs> needs something to hold on to. Byron's jaw literally drops; like he it, literally has his mouth open. The awkwardness in the scene is just ten out of ten. Well, so then Mike comes downstairs, and Ella is just like, "Mike, you should go back upstairs." Well, Arya, Arya does a thing where she then stands up and, and walks over and stands next to Ezra and like takes yeah. his hand. Yeah, and so the parents finally find their voices, and they're fucking pissed. Well, what I love too is that that they're having two different conversations at first. It's almost like the it, what I love about these two is that because they're both teachers, mm-hmm. it's almost like the shock of the fact that this older man who's been in a relationship, an inappropriate relationship with their daughter, isn't the first thing that offends them. The first thing that offends them is that he is their teacher. He is her teacher. Well, and Ezra and Arya are really trying to stress the, like, look, we met before the he was my teacher. We didn't, you know, we didn't know who each other were. It started out as, like, a natural thing, and then it, it just so happened. Well, that- and, she's, and she's like, I don't think you understand what you're saying, because if you did, you wouldn't be saying this. This, this mm-hmm. wouldn't have happened. And he's like, well, it did happen. And she's just like, no, you don't understand. And he's just like, I do understand it. Oh, now, and he's like, you you wouldn't dare, is what she says. Yeah, yeah. Ezra, like, like I said, they're, they're, start, they're having two different conversations. Mike has not gone back upstairs, by the way. Yeah. He's but, just been witnessing. Well, and I, I think what's happening here is Ella flat out is in, like, denial mode. Like, she just doesn't yeah. want to believe it. And it's like, I think in the back of her mind, she's probably just concerned for Arya in general right now. Like, like I'm sure Byron would love to, like, go out and like get Ezra arrested but Ella and Hermione is probably thinking like that's not going to be good for our daughter yeah Byron I think is torn because uh, one hand I think he likes to like jump on a hot tub of Ezra he's the like you're my touching penises buddy How yeah we you? were gonna drink scotch and maybe accidentally kiss and talk about Henry James and James Joyce yeah but like now it's just like these dreams are being ripped asunder um so Byron's <laughs> like, open. how could you fuck one of your students? I mean, mm. yeah, yeah. Uh, Byron is getting all up in Ezra's face. And so the last minute, Mike kind of jumps in Ezra's face and punches him. <laughs> I got to say, Ezra, he takes that punch pretty well. He like, does. He just kind of like, it? he does a thing where he just kind of like wipes his mouth and it's just like, really? <laughs> yeah. And he's just like, Mike, I remembered your name earlier. <laughs> Yeah, also, so you throw a, a girly punch. Yeah. Ezra's a bloody... Well, Mike storms off. Ezra's a bloody lip. And Arya's just like, well, maybe now you should go. <laughs> that blood has been spilled in my living room. Yeah. So now Ezra leaves. And, uh, man, that was awkward. So later, Byron and Ella are talking about this. And Byron is... I, I, I want to go back and check, but I really think that he's pouring some of the same scotch that Ezra yeah. brought him. Well, and Byron's yeah. just like, he's finished. Yeah. Um, Ella is really just like, you know, I... I, you know, kind of heard about the Spencer thing. I thought that was might be going on, but wow, wasn't suspecting this. <laughs> yeah. yeah and, well, and so Byron's like, he's finished. And Ella's like, I suppose he is. And Ella's like, well, you know, maybe like Byron's like, what the fuck does that mean? And Ella's like, well, you know, this did start when you came back. And 
And so basically, like the the unspoken thing lying on the middle of the table, like a like a dirty old uh, you know piece of shit, is that Byron cheated with a student, <laughs> and that's like one of the defining things in like Arya and Byron's relationship. And so it's like, huh? Yeah. So she came back, and then she started a relationship with her teacher. Hmm. Hmm. Well, it's just funny is that Byron has no time for that. I mean, Ella brings up a point. It's it, it's not it's it's not unnatural that she would bring that up because their relationship is deeply. Well, because it's just sitting there, like it's yeah. kind of like hmm, who else do we know in this family had an it, an improper relationship with a student? Hmm. Well, what I love. Where'd is you get that Byron, idea? Byron doesn't necessarily make things better for himself because then he starts. He ignores that and tears into. Ezra should have known better. He's in the position of authority. He's the adult. Mm. He should have stopped it as the teacher. Put, putting all the yeah. responsibility on Ezra. Yeah. But but I feel like Ella should have been just like, really? Well, I think Are... in her mind, she's probably thinking that right now. At least yeah. a, a part of it is thinking, mm-hmm, mm, yeah. She's, like, she's remembering how angry she was. Yeah. Uh, but then Arya... He's, he's basically just confirming, you know... Yeah. Her anger, I think. But then Arya, probably the wrong time, kind of steps in and says, I just don't want you guys to make up your minds right now and just just imagine that this is real. And then gets her ass sent back upstairs by her mom. Well, I love that she comes down and it's like, it's like for a moment there, Arya becomes the little girl again. Mm-hmm. Because she has to ask if she can join the conversation and she, they're like, well, of course you can. You know, we, we treat our parents, we treat our, our, our children like adults here. <laughs> and that's when they like, want to fuck other adults, yeah. Yeah, she's just like, please don't make up your minds right now because you're making up your minds in one night about something that I'm still unsure about. And then she starts to swear that their love is real. And then they're just like, all right, go back upstairs. Enough mm-hmm. of you. Yeah, so cut to Ezra. He's doing some some heavy thinking on his couch in the office and... Jackie Molina enters, and she's just uh, like, heavy thinking with scotch. With scotch, of course. And Jackie, this episode says, is brought to you by scotch. Jackie says, "Don't be angry." And Ezra, he's getting all like hard. He's like, "I said you could come in." Ezra, uh, we're fourteen episodes in season two, and Ezra has found a dick. Yeah, he's found some balls. He's being a fucking he, badass. Well, well, I wouldn't go that far. Well, no, because then, then later Jackie says, "This is for your he's own good." Emulating. The badasses from the literature that yeah. he reads. <laughs> ja- Jackie says this is for his own good, and uh, Ezra says, "Bad idea to wake a sleepwalker." Well, no, she said. Yeah, she, she says like, "I was trying to wake you up," and he's mm-hmm. just like, "Bad idea to wake a sleepwalker." Get the fuck out! Yeah, and when she was on too, it, it, she was a teenager, and you were her teacher. It's funny that uh, the voice of reason here is Jackie Molina, but we don't really respect or trust her voice of reason because she's like transparently evil. But she's yeah. not really a whole lot in true, untrue about what she's saying here. Jackie Molina is basically Arya in five years, slightly less pretty mm-hmm. and taller. Yeah, much taller. So that's about it for Arya. Later on, there is a moment where Arya wants to sneak out. Um, because there's shit happening in the yeah. Little Liars world. Um, but the parents are still arguing downstairs until so Mikey says, Hey, if, you know, he's got like a secret way to sneak out, which is like his window. Like, are his like, this is how he's been sneaking out. And it's like, yeah, his window. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's not exactly like he like pulled a book on the bookshelf and like a secret door swung open or anything. He's like, check it out. And he opens it like a window. I, I had a good little snicker because he talks about, like, you go out the window and there's handholds on the way down, mm-hmm. but you have to kind of drop the last four feet. And <laughs> I thought to myself, that's exactly the height of Arya Montgomery. Yeah. Uh, and Mike says that uh, he only punched Ezra to keep his dad from doing it. He says, better I do it than him. Like, he yeah. was just trying to defuse that situation. Because, well, I mean, who, who wins in the Byron-Ezra fight? I think... Television viewers are probably lucky that we never found out. Do, I, do they both do the thing where they just put up the fisticuffs? I think I feel like they would fight <laughs> that way just to like honor the literature that they read. Uh, and I think there's a lot. Of, I think it basically equates to a lot of rolling around on the ground and like be like slapping each other. No, I think it would be like old school boxing style. Like that's the only way that they would ever dream of fighting someone. Uh, despite how tough Mike or Ezra was taking a punch from a teenager. I think both of these men have glass draws. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Ezra yeah, Fitz, so, action star. Yeah, at one point, Arya wants to kind of explain to Mike what's going on with her and Ezra, and Mike's just like, yeah, I don't want to know. He's like, I don't give a shit. Just I'm go fucking crazy if you haven't noticed already. Yeah, I'm on medicine. I'd like to just get back to my medicine, if you mm-hmm. don't mind. Um, <laughs> Two so months ago, I was trying to steal a gun to shoot myself. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly okay. just because I was your brother. Let's talk about Mike for just a quick moment. Mm-hmm. When Mike was first, like, catatonic in the bed a couple mm. episodes ago, the first time you watched the show, weren't you kind of hoping that, like, Mike saw something or knew something that changed him? That didn't really occur to me, no. Really? Okay. I, I didn't. I didn't. It never occurred to me, I guess, initially that Mike just had, like, an onset of sudden, like, massive depression. I always feared like Mike was going to get tied into the main storyline because he somehow had seen something or knew some some secret about. Like, I didn't think that because I feel like that would be too much for a character like Mike. Like you have to be pretty damn special to be a a man on this show and get any sort of plotline of your own. But then again, look at what he's competing against. Yeah. I mean, we just sat here and debated the uh, the faux ridiculous uh, fisticuffs between Byron and Ezra. But it, it is funny how, like, the this is probably one of the first times even that it's been hinted at, but, you know, Ellen never comes out and says it, but it's it's suggested by her, you know, just kind of leaving it open that, hey, maybe there's some sort of connection between you, my husband, being somebody who slept with a student, and, and my daughter sleeping with a teacher who's an awful lot like you. Yeah. You know, you're both literature professors who are, like, into, like, you know, American literature and Hemingway and all that bullshit. Which, uh, I believe that we made that connection, like, three episodes into this podcast. Oh, yeah, it's an obvious connection, but I, I think yeah. the show has been very sly about never directly referencing it and just kind of leaving it there for, for, because you, you have to really think about it. It's not like, uh, in your face in the show, you know, mm-hmm. and, so, and then you realize it and then it, it really colors the way you perceive the whole situation. I don't know. It's, I like that the show does it that way. I just want to throw out, if we have any actual listeners. I want to know, other than JJ, what's up, JJ? Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to know: Are any of the Kindle worlds like fan fiction about Prilla Liars? Is any of it about like the alternate universe where it's actually Spencer who hooked up with Ezra? Some Spezra fiction. Spezra? Ooh, that sounds juicy. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to say thus all my fan fiction begins because I I don't think I'm mad enough to write that. But that sounds like it'd be interesting, wouldn't it? I don't know if Spencer would have a lot of time for Ezra. Well, because I think it becomes apparent after, like, tourist, like, number two, that Spencer's actually a lot smarter than Yeah, him. yeah, I, they would butt heads intellectually, I think. Like, he starts going off about Henry like, there's Miller a, there's and a reason, the expats, There's a reason Spencer's like, dating Toby. And she's just like, your opinions are pedestrian, mm-hmm. Ezra. <laughs> she's like, I just don't see a lot of depth there. <laughs> exactly. All and right. then she, she turns him around and takes charge. Um, That's because she's Big Spoon. Exactly. So then we have Hannah. So we get a morning scene with uh, Ashley and Hannah there where Ashley's telling Hannah that she needs to be civil to Emily. Uh, Apparently, if if Emily had gone back to Texas, the whole plea bargain would have fallen apart. Right, right. Uh, Hannah's eating yogurt. Ashley's pouring coffee because, as we pointed out, every scene of Hannah starts, every episode, like every first scene always starts off with basically... Hannah and Ashley in the kitchen, which is the only set they have, breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Emily's still living with them, plea bargain. Ashley hasn't uh, talked to Tom since the big event. When Hannah says, talking about her dad, he still seems mad when he talks about, or, I'm sorry, he still seems mad when he talks to me about the wedding. It's <laughs> just like, LOL. Yeah. Like, I love that Hannah, she felt so guilty. Like, she felt so, like, conflicted having to try to break up that wedding. Now she seems, like, really clueless as to why her dad would still be upset. She's like, that was, like, a month ago. Yeah. Get over it. I've been doing, like, uh, like chain gaining since then. Mm-hmm. What's going on here? Yeah. Hannah stopped the wedding, we find out, but not the marriage. Tom okay. went back to Baltimore and got married anyway, so in your fucking face, Hannah. Mm-hmm. But Hannah's like, well, it was in front of a justice of the peace. So in your fucking face, Dad and Kate. 
Yeah, because Creepy K didn't get to show off at the reception. Which I want to know what the show off would have been. I love that, like, Kate has become full on Hannah's nemesis. <laughs> and then Emily comes downstairs, and I like how uh, this is where Hannah stops eating and throws her yogurt away. Yeah, she just dumps that yogurt, picks up her purse, and bounces. Yeah, I mean, Emily walks in the kitchen, and, like, brr, it gets cold. Mm-hmm. So later on, Lucas meets up with Hannah, because he's, he's back. You don't want to talk about this, this minor, minor little scene? Uh, what scene? I have it. I have it here because it's still Ashley, and it's in the Hannah's kitchen. Well, Ashley's left alone with Emily now that Hannah's gone. Oh yeah, I put that in Emily stuff. Uh, well, do I talk about now or talk about then? Let's talk about then. Okay. Um. So Lu- Lucas says he's basically been like scoring the internet to find and remove pictures of Hannah in her orange jumpsuit, <laughs> which that doesn't really work. But okay. This, by the way, if you ever think that, I mean, if it. Lucas should know by now that he's been friend zoned. Mm-hmm. This is bitch boy busy work. But, I don't know. The term friend zone is problematic, but sure. it is problematic. But I mean, it's not like, like she hasn't made her intentions clear. Well, and and yeah, he should know that, and he should accept that because he had a date with that hot yearbook chick. Apparently, blue but, with that chick. Apparently, well, I mean, because he uh, this episode, like Lucas, everything you hate about Lucas is like reignited here. But yeah, he's trying to find these orange jumpsuit pictures and take them down from the internet or possibly keep them to himself. Um, what was the thing he had on his laptop that he didn't want her to see? That was a sports betting website. Interesting. So keep that in the back of your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so he's showing her the pictures and, and he's just like, oh, I think you look great in them. And Hannah's like, well, that does make me feel better about myself. Keep going. Okay. Um, and so later on, there's a scene where she's walking into her house with uh lucas and he's just starting to like talk to her about like some comic books or something well she's like what's the difference between a comic book and a graphic novel and And he's he's like like, twelve dollars he's like i have literally been waiting my whole life for a girl to ask me this Mm -hmm. and then oh surprise caleb's there yeah i mean caleb let him himself in did ashley let him in we don't know he's just finished having his way of ashley in Mm -hmm. in yeah um he's just like he's there and he's like arms up and he's just like miss me she runs into his arms for like full-on like smooches while uh lucas sits and watches and i don't know where i was thinking of my notes but lucas watches her in a way in which like he folds his arm over his chest in a way like he's like started lactating well, like lactating with jealousy it's like he got cockblocked except like dude like it was never <laughs> you got cockblocked four months ago yeah if if you just realize the hammer fell down, you're an idiot. Yeah. And then later at school, like uh, Caleb finds Lucas outside in the quad during a swim meet, and he's just like, "Hey, thanks for keeping an eye on Hannah." Which dick move? Dick move, but like uh, you know, sometimes you got to mark your territory, I guess. Caleb, this dude I mean, right here. Caleb might as well have just peed on Lucas at this mm-hmm. point. Yeah. Um. And so Caleb. Lucas starts making like this small talk about California, Caleb, and Caleb is giving him the, you know, the honest dirt about it, like what it was like. Well, Lucas is real passive aggressive here. Yeah. Are you back for good? Which Caleb, I want to point out, this is important for later on in the show. It's complicated. Out, it's complicated. Yeah. <laughs> that is that is Caleb's buzzword. Um, but he keeps he keeps asking these questions like, "Well, are you?" Uh, Lucas keeps asking questions like, "Are you going to move back to California? Are you going to go there?" And Lucas, or first Caleb is just kind of like, "Well, I can't, you know, I don't know. It's complicated." Blah, well, blah, he blah. says he's going to stay and finish out the year here, and then he's like, "Is that like cool with you?" And Lucas is like, "Oh yeah, yeah that's, that's fine. You can you can still live there." Um, but he's just he's being weird, and and Caleb's just like, "Hey, bro, chill the fuck out." He's basically hopeful that there is no future for Caleb and Rosewood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so let's see what do we have here. Later on, there's a scene where Hannah wants to go somewhere and gets intercepted by uh, her this dad. Is, uh, well, I so said this is uh, the same time that Arya has to like the, the, the bat signal's been shot off in the air and Arya has to go leave to join the other girls. Hannah also needs to go join the other girls, but she can't because Ashley has said your dad's coming, and he wants to talk to both of us. Mm-hmm. And so Tom's there, and Hannah has a great bitchy line where she says, at least now you won't have to send back all your gifts. 
<laughs> but, and now she's trying to play it cool because and she's congratulating Tom on his wedding. And Tom is, you know, he's like, there's a lot of anger here on all parts. We're going to deal with this together as a family. And Hannah is just like, yeah, which family? <laughs> and Tom is like, I'm moving back to Rosewood with Isabel and Kate. So now Kate will be going to Rosewood too. And it's just like, oh, fuck that. Oh, oh, Hannah, it's just like, how could you? And there's this momentary look on Tom's face. Because as she's quickly to defend Tom, you know, she's like, he's only just because he loves you, Hannah. But well, she says that. Face. She says that, but I don't think she means it entirely. Well, no, because she looks at his face. Yeah. And she sees what everyone else sees, which is Tom is like this, like, thinly veiled, like, excitement or happiness that he's, like, kind of mm-hmm. hurt. Because he wants to get back at her. Yeah. And uh, she's like, it's because he loves you, right? <laughs> and Tom's just like, snicker, snicker, mm. snicker, snicker. Yeah. All right. Well, Emily. Emily uh, has to do an extra two weeks of community service because of that fight with Spencer, we find out. Yeah. Ashley says she's this in their, after Hannah left in that scene, Ashley and Emily talk for a bit. Ashley was hoping for some sort of thaw between Emily and the other girls, but apparently not. Yeah, so Ashley says that she really hoped that, that this meant the return of like things to normal for everyone. And Emily says something like, well, I don't really know what that means anymore. Mm. And Ashley has this look on her face like, oh, that's a fucking bummer, man. Ashley's <laughs> just like, geez, I gotta go drink some wine now. Yeah, exactly. It is the morning time. Um, yeah, So, but yeah, when the thaw line comes up, Emily's just like, I don't think Hannah or the other girls really want that. And so Ashley's just like, well, now I really need to go drink some wine on my way to work. Mm-hmm. And then Emily gets a fax at, at Hannah's place, and it makes her smile. But who gets faxes? Well, the, what the fax is is uh, medical records of a clean bill of health. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what you find out. So Emily's she's taking this to her the new coach, not the same as the, the old coach. coach. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, see, you can you can see like I've been cleared to practice, and here everything checks Life's out. Good. Yeah, ulcers under control. She has no exercise restrictions. She's mm-hmm. good to swim. And the coach is like, well, that's cool. We'll uh, you know, think about it. And Emily's like, what the fuck? And the coach is basically like, well, you know, because you're like weird criminal record now, it might not look good about, not, might not look good to just let you back on the team. Yeah, I mean, Emily is as we've heard. From Hannah in the past few episodes, Emily is horny to get wet again. Mm-hmm. Or back wow. home. Whatever. Wow. <laughs> so uh, Emily's like, well, what the fuck? And the coach is like, well, I have to talk to the principal about it. Being on the team is a privilege, not mm-hmm. a right. Even though she's seemingly like the best one. But, you know, well, you, I mean, you pull down one charge for tampering with evidence, and suddenly you're off the swim team. I mean,. We've seen that Paige clearly, like, can't hold a fucking candle to Emily. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, so later in class, Emily runs into Spencer, literally. Uh, Spencer accidentally knocks her books over, um, and she's just like, sorry. <laughs> and in retaliation, Emily knocks Spencer's books, like, out of her hands. And so Ella has to come in and break it up. Yeah, which which would have been a lovely catfight. Well, Ella, Ella's like, his move again is like, you guys used to be friends, you know? Yeah. That's like the only way she knows how to break up fights. Yeah. Like, well, I don't know what would happen if there was ever a fight at school where the, the two participants were not actually friends. Yeah, really. <laughs> um. So Spencer clears off. Emily picks up all of her shit. And then she, her phone goes off. And she gets a text from A that says, you are always my favorite. Do you want to make a deal? And so written on the blackboard is the quote that says to be able to say yes to life. And Emily walks over, kind of looks around. Um, there's no other characters in the room here besides the liars. Like, well, that was like stepped out in the hallway. Yeah, it's not like like uh, a shady person like Lucas or uh, Toby or whoever is like around. But so she then circles the yes from that quote, say yes to life. She circles the yes a couple times on the blackboard and then goes and sits down. Yeah, which is weird on its own. Um, which I love about that is that. Another another like thing where A is truly omnipotent. Like mm-hmm. this is I, I know we've talked about this before, it's interesting you and I in the show mechanics. It's like this is where I would really be looking around the room even more. Well she like, did see, She did. What do you want? More so. More what so. Do you mean more so? What do you want? Twenty minutes? You want the episode to stop for twenty minutes as she looks around? But it's always like uh uh 
Do you remember like the X Files when like Mulder would put like the uh, like the masking tape like or the Scotch tape like X on his window and like shine the light through it? Like that's how he's going to contact Mister X. Mm-hmm. I always figured like, well, obviously, like do a thing like who's across the street like noticing this? Like this this is your prime opportunity like follow the chain of of logistics or whatever. But like you're dealing with professionals here, not rookies. You're right. These high school girls are pros. Um, no, A so is a pro. That's what I'm talking about. A is a pro. Um, because clearly this works. Mm-hmm. Later, Emily is at her locker and she has uh, the book they're reading well, in class now is The Heart is a Lonely Hunter by Carson McCullers. It should be mentioned before she gets to the locker, she runs into Anna and, or, or I'm sorry, Arya and Hannah arm in arm in the hallway and basically just gets like the cold shoulder from them. Yeah. And so she gets to the locker, opens up the book, and in the book is a little note that says 10 tonight. When she it, realizes that she doesn't have her copy of the Carson McCullers book. She has Spencer's. Mm-hmm. Property of Spencer Hastings, she sees. Um, so she puts that away. They knocked each other's books down. They picked up their stuff. They must have switched books. Mm-hmm. So later on, you've got a shot where Emily is like, just like watching swim practice because she's desperate. Uh, and Officer Garrett Reynolds shows up just being smug and eating his M&Ms. He... Again, it's like he's eating these M&Ms in like the most disturbing fashion possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, all the goddamn like finger licking. Mm-hmm. They're just M&Ms. And then Toby shows up because of reasons we'll talk about later. Um, but he wants to know what's up with Spencer. He's like, oh, I'll go talk to Emily, you know. But Emily's just like, sorry, can't help. And Toby's just like, he's getting pissed. And Emily's like, look, I'm not shutting you out. Like, this is just like not a good time, you know? Well, he, he makes a good point because initially, before we get Spencer, like, they're kind of observing Garrett. The mm. other thing, too, is that, uh, Rosewood High, I guess you have to pay to enter the swim meets. I was kind of unsure at first what we were watching there, but you have to pay to enter the well, apparently swim meet. Apparently, swim meet is like, this is the big sports to do at Rosewood. Like, I like how, like, we've never seen them go to, like, a football game and, like, barely yeah, even, yeah. we barely even heard about their football team. Well, uh, number one, a football thing, like, that's a, that's a very specific thing to film. Yeah. And secondly, obviously they love, like, swimming pornography. Mm-hmm. They love that shit. But yeah, um, Toby makes a mention that, uh, Garrett follows Jenna around like a trained monkey. And it's even worse when he comes over the house. So if Garrett's here, just mm. probably around. In the pot and kettle, room. Toby. Just saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, Toby then wants to hit up Emily for what the fuck is going on with you and Spencer. And Emily's just like, sorry. Can't help you. Yeah, why don't you ask, why don't you ask Spencer, bro? So uh, let's see. Later on, there's a, a moment where Emily gets in a fight with the other liars uh, after the swim meet. They kind of they meet up after the swim meet, and Emily is demanding the box that Jason gave to Arya because she wants to cut a deal, and Spencer is still like, fuck no. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, tells, she tells Spencer, like, Spencer's like, no, like, I have it, you'll never find it, and Emily says, well, like, we all learned to lie from the same person. Uh, or we all learn how to keep secrets from the same person. So, you know, I know where to find it, basically. Yeah. And after this, she then gets another text from May that says, See you tonight, BFF. Mm-hmm. So, intrigue. Juicy, yeah. Intrigue. And then there's Spencer. And then there is Spencer. So, let's see here. So, at school, or earlier in the episode, Spencer spies Garrett on the phone talking to somebody who didn't show up to meet him. And she comes up to him, and she's got this excellent fake, like, hey! <laughs> Spencer gives him shit about, oh, are you here for another driver's ed class? And he's like, well, no, I'm here to see Jenna, but she stayed home from, from school today. And she's just like, you two make an interesting couple. This scene is, like, full of uh, Spencer throwing out weird innuendos. And at one point, Garrett's like, you keep saying things to me like they're supposed to mean something. Um, well, so, like, apparently Garrett and Jenna, like, the, the relationship is, they're weird-ass relationship. It's not a secret anymore. And he's like, well, it's never a secret. It's just private. You know, when it was time is right, we'll let people know. And Spencer's just like, well, timing is everything. And he's just like, you keep saying these things. They're supposed to mean something to me. Um, 
That Spencer draws a correlation between the shovel that killed Allison showing up and suddenly Jenna and Garrett are officially together. Well, and she's basically like, I'm on to you. I know about you, I know about Jenna, I know about Jason and Ian. It's like you guys are all like in cahoots, as though you were in some sort of club. You know? yeah. Garrett is trying to play dumb, but you don't play dumb with Spencer Hastings. You don't do it. I really like like defiant Spencer Hastings here. Well, I feel like Troy and Belisario has been waiting like like a season and a half for this like scene. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, this has got to have been a fun scene to play. So a lot of times she has to play scenes uh, unconfidently with, especially with uh, like the male power figures. But yeah. when she when she gets to like lash out and like put them in their place, it's it's a good time. Yeah, I mean, she is basically spanking Garrett to a certain extent here. Mm-hmm. Um, she asks where Jason is that he hasn't been seen since that night at the police station. So Garrett tries to come back at her a little bit with, well, maybe Jason just got tired of you and the other girls and your shit. He disappeared, like Dr. Sullivan. And then he walks off. Garrett walks off. And that pisses Spencer off. Very threatening there, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's a scene where Spencer and Emily bump into each other and almost fight. Well, Um, Spencer's just turned in her extra credit report on Vonnegut. Because she, she apparently like missed some time, probably due to like for legal reasons. So she, doesn't. I just again, if if there's a Kindle Worlds like thing about uh, like Spencer's extra credit report on Vonnegut, I like to hear about it. Um, so uh, later, Spencer like outside of her house, I guess, or roughly around around outside of her house, she runs into Toby, who's hanging out by his truck with his ugly. Toby. Oh no, you're, you're skipping over a major scene. Uh, basically, the cat fight between her and Emily. No, the the greenhouse. Oh, the greenhouse. Is it after? It's no, it's not here yet, isn't it? No, no, no. It's still always. Away. It doesn't matter for the Toby scene. Uh, we can talk about Toby. Um, yeah, because it's after this. Um, so Toby's he's waiting for Spencer at home with that stupid truck. Which, yeah. like, did he ever pay her back for that? I don't know. How? I mean, he's Toby. It's poor shit. He's yeah. the teen contractor now. Um, we found out Spencer's parents are in Philadelphia, Melissa, seeing a specialist because there's something irregular about her heartbeat. Some sort of pregnancy complications, whatever. Spencer's or, parents are probably glad to get away from Spencer. Or they discover that Melissa doesn't have a heart. Um, yeah. <laughs> or, Spencer mentions she or has. they just went back to the condo they live in across town, get away from Spencer. Yeah. Spencer mentions, by the way, that she has two more weeks of community service because she had a fight with Emily. And there's a great bit here where Toby's like, what's going on? You're best friends. And Spencer's like, I'm getting real tired of people telling me who my friends are. Mm-hmm. Spencer doesn't want any of your fucking shit, Toby. And then Toby's like, well, you know, I can't wait another two weeks for this. I'm going to show you this rocking chair I made for you. And Which... Spencer's like, that's great and all, but I can't take it. Maybe you didn't get the message. You know, we're not together anymore. First and of she... all, a rocking chair? Yeah. Well, she. I mean, Toby clearly has carpenter skills. Magical teen think, contractor carpeting skills. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, as a as a teenage boyfriend with your teenage girlfriend who's way out of your league, mm-hmm. maybe make. I mean, has she said, "Boy, I sure wish I had a rocking chair." Uh, I don't yeah. So she's basically like, "I need you to stay away from me." I. I feel like we can apply a for your own good here, although she doesn't really say it. Um, no, I mean she. I mean, if you if you hadn't watched the previous pre uh, Halloween episode episode, mm-hmm. like she's like basically saying like I'm done with you. Well, she's basically That's like crazy. forget about me. I you know I don't want to look over my shoulder and see you. Like it's basically the borderline like dude, you're you're starting to lay the creep on. You know, like well, and he's just I, like. I'm worried about you. And she's just like, well, if you really want to worry about somebody, why don't you worry about your sister and that cop boyfriend of hers? Mm-hmm. And so he just like gets mad, takes off. Yeah. He makes that Toby face. But I mean, what the fuck Toby? Like she, she told you, take a hint. Stop, stop, stop creeping well, around. And it's a month later. So we have to presume that she's told him mm-hmm. several times. Yeah. And you have to wonder at a certain point, even though this is for his own good, whether or not she starts to, internalize it and like really start to believe it you know well how could she not mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i mean i think she's feels like she's suffering on his behalf but like she's learning a lot about him yeah yeah this is uh, just 
just keep this in the back of your mind, Spence, if you ever think about actually getting back together, Toby. Now you know what he can be like. Yeah, please. Well, and also, he's got a weirdly, really ugly face. Mm-hmm. Um, then we're at the greenhouse late at night, which is spooky as shit. Where did we go? The greenhouse we saw us previously with the episode where Hannah got hit by the car, season one? I think the last time we saw the greenhouse was when uh, the girls were supposed to like not see each other. They're supposed okay, so to be separated. Two. So beginning of season two. And they started to suspect that something was going on with Jason, right? That, that was the Ian texting Melissa thing was when they were meeting that's there. Right, that's right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, so Emily shows up at the greenhouse late at night uh, and finds... The all the other liars. They're all waiting so for th- That whole fight between Emily and Spencer, the, the several fights, all just a ruse. Well, and the thing with the two copies of The Heart is Lonely Hunter... The old switcheroo. Mm-hmm. The old switcheroo to set up a meet. Uh, this has been the plan all along. The girls are setting a trap for A. Setting a trap about making a deal with A, and A is taking the bait. Um, well, she shows them the text from A, and it's Aria who reads it with glee. Mm-hmm. Aria, Aria's like, like super excited, yeah. yeah. She's reading her own work. Um, yeah. <laughs> And Hannah points out, like, you know, well, we don't, it, it, we don't actually. Point out that we didn't talk about this, but in that classroom scene with Ella and Spencer and Emily, Ari and Hannah are there. Yeah, Ari and Hannah are there. Yeah. I guess the, the presumption is that Ella took over Ezra's class. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Hannah points out, you know, they don't actually have anything to make a deal with. They're essentially okay. just bluffing right now. But Jenna and Garrett don't know that. Uh, they're assuming that Jenna and Garrett are A, like, together. Yeah, they don't. They don't specifically say it, but yeah, that's the the presumption. Mm-hmm. Well, Jen and Garrett are certainly responsible for some of their predicament, but yeah. uh, I don't think they're A. Well, and it's very... The show is not answering a lot of questions here, because we obviously know that Jen and Garrett are, are responsible, like you said, for a lot of their predicament. Uh, a keyed them up in the pre-Halloween episode with the shovel and all that, and the Dr. Mm-hmm. Sullivan shit. But in that last scene there with Jenna and Garrett, they were sure taking a lot of credit or excitement or whatever. And so it's like, they made it seem like they were pretty involved, mm-hmm. you know? So we don't really know what's going on there, but obviously the girls have decided. And by the girls, we mean Spencer. Mm-hmm. have decided that Garrett and Jenna are a, and somebody, I can't remember who somebody's like, should we get some help? Like, we're just four girls. I think it's Emily. It's like, you know, we're just four girls here. What are we going to do if we, if we entrap a, and uh, point out every time we ask for help, uh, somebody that person just ends up as collateral damage. Yeah. Um, well, I like how Spencer. She's like, "Oh, it was so creepy talking to Garrett earlier." <laughs> I just wrote down liar. Like you know, you well, fucking love that Spencer. Well, and she just mentioned that she was purposely rattling him, <laughs> like basically, like like smacking the grass to get the snakes rolling. Um, I don't think it's that hard but, to rattle Officer Garrett Reynolds. Well, because he's a dunce. <laughs> I mean, Garrett is potentially only slightly smarter than Jason. Wow. I mean, at some point we should sit down and do like a flow chart or whatever of who is the dumbest man on this show. I guess Jason would be the bottom, wouldn't he? Hi, uh, Garrett. You can make an argument for her. I mean, Garrett just yes. take, Garrett just takes orders from Jenna, you know? True, true. He's but a means to an end. At the same time, you have to make some assumptions about Jason because he was high for like potentially three to eight years. Mm-hmm. Again, this is a guy who doesn't know how long he was stoned. I'm just saying, there's some there's some neurological damage there. But um, Emily has a great line where she basically says, "You know, I'm the weakest link here, and the weakest link wants some payback." Which about time. Mm-hmm. So let's see here where we at. So later on, uh, that that fight that Emily had after the swim meet, uh, there's a scene before that where Spencer and Hannah are there, and they're like pissed because Arya hasn't shown up yet. And then Arya finally gets there because this whole fight is staged. It's a fake confrontation where they all like they they set their places and wait for Emily to come out, and then they have a a fake fight about how Emily's screaming like I want that box that Jason gave Arya, you know, and right. and Spencer screaming about how we're not cutting a deal and. And notably, the people who were around to witness this fight, uh, Toby's there, Caleb is there, Garrett Reynolds is there, Lucas is there. Yep. 
they all see this big fight, and then Emily goes off and gets a text from May. So, it was Which, a, all the performance for whoever. It is interesting that, they, that this is who the show chooses portrays there. Because I really want to ask the, like, the viewer who doesn't know what's going on. Like, do you really think any of these four men are A? I think you could make some arguments for Lucas, especially after the Halloween episode. Maybe. And I know Garrett is now our current... Uh, There's no way Garrett's like the A, though. I mean, I guess he could say he's taking orders from Jenna. Well, he's, he's too he's, dumb. He's yeah, too yeah. stupid to be A. Yeah, so... Caleb, um, Caleb would be a good one. You'd never see that coming. Yeah, you would not see that coming because mm-hmm. it's complicated. But um, as we're... And we never see anything from California, so mm-hmm. we don't know where he's been. But um, as we're honing in on the ending there, the, the girls are getting ready to have their meeting with Emily and A tonight. And uh, there's a great bit. This is prior to Hannah's meeting with uh, you know her dad and Aria meeting with Mike. Um, Hannah and Spencer are on the phone. And Hannah has this great line to Spencer of, well, I'm trying to think of what we're forgetting to bring. And I, this is my favorite moment of this episode. Because <laughs> Spencer's in her, like, house, and her eyes kind of flash over to the candlestick, and then flash over to, like, the knives in the kitchen. And well, she's and also like, the, uh, the poker, the, from the fireplace. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, well, I'm sure we're not forgetting anything. She's but just like, looking Spencer's, around for weapons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so, oh, it's so wonderful. Yeah. Um, Spencer's about to leave, and then fucking Toby shows up and invites himself in. God damn, Toby. Yeah. Uh, and then at the same time, of course, uh, Hannah's getting intercepted by Ashley. And so Toby just, like, he will not stay out of it. Uh, no. Like, to just make a note that Spencer has a great, like, uh, like dirty work outfit here. Kind of like a beanie and, like, a like a camo jacket. Not camo, but, like, a, a an olive green, like, drab jacket on. And, like, she's she's ready to go do some dirt. Yeah, she is. And Toby is getting a little rough. He's getting a little handsy. Getting a little grabby, I think you could say. Yeah, yeah. He's he's telling her well, he he walks in, he's just like, Listen, Spencer, you know, like it's fine for you to walk all over me, but it's not mm-hmm. okay for you to walk all over Emily. And Spencer is just like, Ugh. Yeah. Gross. Um, he wants to know what's up with the whole shovel and and he says that they're all acting like Allie is still running things. And earlier today in that fight with Emily, Spencer sounded like Allie. And he says, Jenna always said you want to take Allie down and replace her. And I didn't think that was true until today. Fuck you, Toby. Yeah, fuck you. And like, but at the same time, I, I want to say like maybe like a, like a, a secret dark part of Spencer was slightly aroused, but she hated Toby for it. Mm-hmm. Um. And so Spencer's just like, leave me the fuck alone. And Toby's like, he keeps insisting. And finally, she's just like, not tonight. Like, ask me tomorrow. You know? Mm-hmm. And he's like, what difference will day make? And she's like, maybe everything. Just yeah. let me go. Don't follow me. Yeah. Um, so Spencer leaves. She's on the phone of Aria. Aria tells Spencer everything. Uh, <laughs> well, you just, everything. you just hear the line from Spencer. She says, oh my God, you told your parents? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and she's like hoping that Arya can escape her room. So obviously yeah. Arya needs to escape her room. Well, meanwhile, uh, Emily's, Emily's arrived at the greenhouse alone. The other yeah. liars are not there. Because they, they planned gets, earlier that the other liars would be like hiding outside while this goes down, but they're not even yeah. there now. And, and Spencer texts Emily as Emily's like looking around, expecting her, her backup to be there mm-hmm. with the text from Spencer says, almost there. Don't go in yet. And there's this great look on Emily's face, just like, well, shit. <laughs> And then, sure enough, she kind of, like, turns around, and there's A, in the flesh. Yep. Uh, medium-built person, black hoodie and gloves on, can't see the face. Uh, very you- very menacing for, like, it's not like this is, like, a huge hulking person or anything, but it, it's a, a very menacing profile. Well, it, it, they do something, like, whatever the, the person playing A here is. I think I know who um, that is. Do you? The person playing A? I... The uh, without giving anything away, I'll say that the build of the person we're looking at now looks very much like the person who A turns out to be. Yes, yeah. I mean, they're they're very honest about who A could be, but I mean, obviously, it's not the same actor playing A here. But um, there's parts where you get really close to the hood because it's the hoodie. 
Um, and I want to say that the actor, the stunt person, whoever is, is wearing like a, like a jet black mask or whatever. Like you, there's, there's nothing like, there's no signs mm-hmm. of the face or anything. Um, there's a great like sound effect whenever they like cut to over to a, in these first few moments, it's kind of like this, mm-hmm. you know, it's like kind of deep, low sound. And Emily's just like, I knew you'd be here. Well, I mean, I I I've, I've got the whole monologue. Uh, shall I read it? Fantastic. Oh, please okay. do. So, a, a, or I'm sorry, Emily, she pulls out the, the box that Jason mm-hmm. gave Arya, you know, the the box of alleys with the, the weird carvings and whatnot. Um, and so Emily says, you listen to us. You're always listening. You know you've made a mistake, don't you? It must be driving you crazy. You're afraid we found something. Something in this box. Something about you. Don't you want to know what we found? Don't you want to see what you're afraid of? And then she opens a box and there's nothing in it. And she says, nothing. We found nothing. We lied to you and you believed us. That was your mistake. Yes. It's a, g- a great monologue from Emily there. And well, the- really, like, this is the girl's kind of, like, confronting A, both as a person and as, like, an idea of uh, well, oppression. Well, the monologue, though, it takes place over a few minutes. And the mm-hmm. whole time... Emily is like very slowly moving closer to A, who never, who never budges, who mm-hmm. never moves. And she's, Emily's at the same time as she's like putting on this act. She's also like looking around, like mm-hmm. expecting her girls to pop out and like back her up any second now. Mm-hmm. Any second now. Yeah. But I really like the, just the whole monologue there. It's a great confrontation. Well, I love that this was your mistake. Mm hmm. But uh, so then A throttles, like, throttles Emily. A, a just attacks bit. her. Yeah, yeah. Pushes her down, grabs a rake, and starts swinging it at her. Well, at one point, has like a I don't know what you call these things, like a, a trowel, like, like a trowel. Yeah, and she's yeah. Like, this is she's, uh, she's kind of choking Emily on the ground. A is, and then grabs a, a trowel and is about to like stab Emily with it, and Emily blocks well, I mean, it. At one point, she throws Emily. So like mm-hmm. A is got some strength. This is, a, I mean, it's a. You know, minute long action sequence here as they like, you know, throw each other around the greenhouse. Yeah, I mean, whoever you think A is, he, she, whatever, A has got some strength. I mean, mm-hmm. A is beating the shit out of Emily. But eventually, the other girls do show up. Spencer and Arya run in. Uh, Spencer grabs a shovel. And so they, now A is kind of like cornered. You know, she, she Spencer yells out something to like stop A from stabbing uh, Emily with that trowel. And then A is kind of like backing away, you know, she's got some Spencer and Arya, some crazy bitches coming at A with shovels. Yeah. And A grabs a, a pot, uh, just a random like clay pot, and throws it up at the ceiling of the greenhouse. All this glass breaks and rains down. The girl's duck and A runs out. Mm-hmm. And runs, A out, runs outside. Runs outside right as Hannah's driving up in her car, and Hannah just like clips A as uh, A's running well, past. Yeah, A kind of like bounces off Hannah's like hood for a minute mm-hmm. there, which is a great like reminder of where we were in the mid-season finale, like the previous season. Not to mention uh, the the Marin girls like to hit things with their car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they chase A through the woods. There's a pretty extreme chase sequence there. A eventually gets away. Uh, and Spencer freaks out. Spencer's uh, pissed. Got We've got nothing. <laughs> yeah. So they walk back to the greenhouse, and uh, the question is from Hannah is, well, was it Garrett or Jenna? And I love that. Like Spencer's just like, well, how could it be Jenna? Because <laughs> that bitch can see. That's how. And Emily's well, just, just like, I couldn't tell if it's a boy or a girl. Yeah. And then Hannah says, any sense of boobs? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Spencer's like, Hannah, really? But then they realize that fucking A dropped the cell phone. Well, they dropped see a, a cell phone in the light. The Hannah left their lights on, and in the in the light and on the ground in front is a cell phone. And it's like, hey, that's not our cell phone. Whose cell phone is it? It's A's yeah. cell phone. Cracked screen, but still on, and it's waiting for a passcode to unlock it. Mm-hmm. They should try S H E R. So we got an A tag where A is running through the woods. Presumably gets back to A's car and then digs into the pocket of the hoodie to realize that there's no cell phone there. Mm-hmm. And A, A's, like, A's like kind of like grabbing their head. You know, you can't see face or anything, but A's just like freaking out. And then like A punches the mirror of the car and breaks it. Yeah, they punch like the side mirror and breaks mm-hmm. it. And next week's episode is called A Hot Piece of A. <laughs> A Hot Piece of A coming up next. 
So they didn't get nothing, as Spencer is afraid of. They've got a cell phone. Yeah, this is this is potentially huge. The cell phone has been sending them all those wonderful texts. Yeah. So let's see anything I want to mention from the wiki here, and yeah, not a whole lot. Um, the title of this episode, "Through Many Dangers, Toils, and Snares," is part of the Amazing Grace. The mm. hymn. Uh, other than that, though, I think we're we're about done here. Coming up next week, a hot piece of a. <laughs> and uh, any any last comments on the episode? No, this is a this is a fun episode. It's nice to see the girls get one over on a. Well, and I liked about it too is that it, it kind of echoes the thing earlier where they're not allowed to talk to each other, but they're they're finding ways to talk to each other. Mm-hmm. That now you kind of have like where it seems like it's at least for the first half of this episode, it's like it's real. Like there's really some some dissension between the group. Well, isn't it? Like, we still had to deal with uh, Toby, but isn't it kind of nice that Spencer's a little more unattached? Like, I feel she does better when she doesn't have, uh, like, relationships dragging her down. Yeah, when she's unencumbered, yeah, seriously. It's She seems like the kind of girl who, like, she'd like a nice relationship there that she can come home to at night to get foot rubs from. But, like, she doesn't need dudes all up in her shit, you know? No, no, she doesn't really need Toby's, you know, emotions and shit. No. Ugh. All right. Well, next week, uh, we'll be back to talk about S2E15. Until then, have a good one. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you.